All right, folks. Welcome to the next I'm doing installment. Something. I'm working on something. You good? You done? You feeling? <laughs> never All ending right. penis. Okay. You can start now. <laughs> All right, thank you. I appreciate you. I, I, you know, I do the thing where I hit the button. Yeah, I got you. All right, we hit the button. We're good now. All right, folks. Welcome to the next installment of the Dismount Podcast. And today we are saddling up and we are discussing Go With The Flow. Does a surfer ride the wave or control it? So, what the hell does that mean? Honestly, how do we want to define it? You know, do we want to define that wave as the journey of life? Do we want to define that wave as societal impact on your personal self? You know, that whole like personal beliefs and the social paradigm that we had talked about earlier in a different episode like what is this actual wave to us and to me in my opinion this wave is moving through life the flow with the flow of not constantly pushing against who you should be man like who you feel most authentic as that's where i that's where for me, the opinion, my opinion is the surfer always rides the wave. And that's where, for me, the wave sits. So how do you feel about that? What is what is your thoughts whenever we threw out this topic to discuss today? What was your initial idea of what the wave was, D? Um, I mean, in my interpretation, like what, like the, the, I was reading about it and it was like, yeah, I, I couldn't put my own words to it but someone said something it was like um like the waves the music and like the um like the surfers like the, the song or something like that. i gotta have to like read it i know i wrote it down but i couldn't i can't actually articulate the way someone else would so i know i wrote it down um well if if you get really yeah, scientific about it i was it. thinking about oh, like oh here you go um yeah the dance the dance and the song your wave is your song and then the way you surf obviously the surfing is the dance to it so it's like the art of doing and that makes a lot of sense as far as life goes to me at least um trying to put it into words is tough when it's something that's like as broad as that to me but i think what's nice is you can actually see that like to me like your wave itself is kind of just life in general and you can't really control like you know the start or the beginning or you know even what's happening during it but like the the preparation or the the amount of effort you can put into making sure that you're 100 percent aware of the opportunity and taking full advantage and being present in it is, is the important part yeah so like yeah like the dance or the music yeah that's a nice way to say it but i guess the way like i then broke it down from there is like okay like you know the surfer is only in control of themselves in that situation where their feet are you know how they what wave they decide to be on is I guess something that, you know, you could control as well. But to me, it's, I'm more thinking of once you're up there already, you don't really have a control of, of what's happening after you're, you're up on the wave. Yeah. What, where, where, when we initially threw this down tit, where did your head go? So my gut response was <clears throat> literally like, you know, surfer wave and just the concept of water. Like we can resist water as much as we want, you know, it's not going to work. Like eventually water will, yeah, I'm not going to say control you, but it will steer you to where you probably should go. And I think about the surfer as much as you like want to go against the waves, they're going to start pulling you back. Or, you know, if you're not really controlling the board, it's going to take you where you want, where it wants. Um, if you're not mindful of that, trying to make small changes, it's going to take you there. But I also feel like it's necessary to talk about like kind of what you guys are saying in the sense of the dance and, you know, your purpose and, you know, that wave is taking you a certain place and that you really shouldn't ignore it. Like as a lot of people like myself, you see signs and those signs are starting to like indicate to you like, hey, maybe this is actually the path. And then more you try to fight the path the more difficult it becomes and the more treacherous at times 
So that was my initial response was just, you know, as you guys were saying it, wow, yeah, it is kind of like a dance. Like it is like a dance and a song and a purpose. My initial thoughts on it was um, <clears throat> that we play a role with the wave and where the wake, wakes go behind us. Someone made a really interesting comment. I think it was Wayne Dyer. He talks about like the wakes behind you leave the path. Man, I can't remember exactly how to pull it together, but the wakes behind you aren't really defining like what's ahead of you. It's just what's behind you. And um, as the surfer goes, we should, you know, be more mindful of where we're headed and what the direction is rather than trying to think about like trying to white knuckle it or trying to focus too much on where we were. But instead, we should really just be focusing on, okay, where are we going? What does this mean to me? And in my own life, I feel like there's been times where I've went with the flow a little too many times. Yeah. And sometimes I, you know, need to kind of be more mindful. So that was kind of where my head was at on that. Derek hit it hard with the awareness. Like if you don't have the awareness of the wave or you don't have the awareness of any of the actions that you're doing, then all of this is a negligent conversation. Yeah. Because if you don't even have any type of understanding of just whoa, what is it that's going on here? Like, why am I here? Wait, well, what am I doing? Like, if you don't start to think about any of those kind of things, then thinking about riding the wave is just, the wave's already got you. You've been encapsulated by it, and you don't realize that you're riding the boogie board. You're not the surfer on top of the wave. Yeah. You're the little kid getting rocked. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's like the benefit of like trying to like, like in my job, like trying to go into every conversation with a blank slate and not let like the prior conversation affect how I'm going to have an interaction with the next person because in all reality, that is that person's only interaction with me. They don't care that I've had 79 other, you know, exactly the same reactions. But like, I guess that's, where you're at your best if you look at every single opportunity with like a blank slate like like because like that's when i'm at my best like when i'm like on the phone i'm like not thinking of anything but the current situation that's that's obviously when i'm at my best and that's the same thing as like if i'm playing soccer like if i'm playing soccer i'm at my best when i am fully aware of the situation that is directly in front of me if it's anything outside of that then i am even the slightest bit distracted that I'm not at my peak performance in a situation. Like, you know, in, in the um, comparison to, to surfing, it got to be the same thing. I've never surfed a day in my life. Yeah. I might not ever, but like you watch it enough to know that like, you know what you're seeing there and what you're seeing is a, like a present human being who's like obviously incredibly talented in, in what they do. But I think that's like, that has to be the number one thing is like most people in like a skill type, setup is like it i am i'm fully present in my awareness of what i'm doing and and you know what my goal is or or at least knowing like hey like what's in front of me is all that matters well they um they talk about extreme athletes having that laser focus of just being like all it is is that moment like they get yeah. lost completely yeah. in the moment so barreling down a hill on a mountain bike doing slope style and there's nothing other than what is in front of you and what you're doing at that moment in time i just i had a conversation with a buddy this week and we talked for a good while and hadn't talked to him in a long time and we we had joked about like if you thought about the last time and we've we've said this before on the podcast and like you guys made the joke of like titty hanging out last weekend but i thought about like the last time I was able to sleep over one of my buddy's houses back in like ninth grade, you know, not a single person was thinking about, oh, we play Mount Lebanon next week in football. Like not a single person. Everything was that Saturday that you were at your buddy's place. Like nothing else mattered other than the six Xboxes that you had hooked up yeah. to all the different TVs and like 
the multiple land party that you had going. Like nothing else mattered. You were 100% in the moment. So you didn't even have the opportunity to sit there and have awareness of, wow, what wave am I on right now? But no, you you grow up and you start doing all this stuff that pulls you away from feeling like you're living in the moment. And you're like, wait, what is the moment? Yeah. Like, oh, my moment is I was just frustrated for no reason. It's someone who I don't even know what their face is. They just sent a shit email to me. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. I don't like that sarcasm. So now I'm all pissed off. But I don't even know who this person is. You know what I mean? Like, where? This person. So you start just beating yourself down at this older age of like, I think we've been granted such a, a superpower in starting to have that awareness because, I mean, how many people are having conscious conversations, like real conscious conversations of being able to, like, for instance, this past weekend when we were at John's, we started talking about this topic with everybody and Cheeto threw out a beautiful line of just, there is more than enough gnar out there for everybody. So it is not about like being upset that somebody else got a wave. Like you cheer on that other person for their wave and their moment. For your moment will come at some other point in time. But there's more than enough out there for all of us. So the conscious surfer, like I'm still so bad about that. Yeah. Like if someone pulls into a drive through that I'm about to pull into before I do it, I'm like, why? <laughs> why did you go it's my turn why did you go. cut me off it's my turn to go in there now. everybody <laughs> drives the whole way around the building you just cut yeah. in that is not how this yeah. works yeah now i'm never going to <laughs> <laughs> again yeah no it's just like it's exactly true and i think that's something i've been guilty of in the past too it's like not seeing hey am i doing everything that i could be doing in the situation to guarantee that that like I, you know, to guarantee that I wasn't like, you know, slighted in some manner or anything. And like the answer is always no. It's always no. You're not always doing no. Chances are like, like 99% of the time in any manner, like that person that you're looking at with a, a shitty look on your face actually doesn't have anything to do with you at all. You're just like seeing something that like, you know, you wish you could obtain without more effort. That's in my opinion. Wow. That's like that, that's just because it's looking back at me. So, I mean, that's important too. Is like being aware of the situation you're finding yourself in, but like also knowing like it just seems like with like something like this, like in life or going with the flow, like you can't really control what you do or what what happens to you in the short term at all. Like like what's going to happen, like. Like someone could kick down that door right now. I wouldn't. There's nothing I can do. But like, you know, in the long term, again, you're still going to have those short term occurrences pop up. But you can put yourself in a better place to, uh, like, what's the the luck, the opportunity, and preparation quote or whatever it is. Like that's kind of the same thing. Like, think, what is it? Because most of preparation meets opportunity equals, equals luck. luck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's. I mean, I think most of luck. Most people would probably say that. Like, I don't know what you call luck, and like in for for the. Um, the, the interest of this conversation, like luck is a lot of it. Like you kind of just like, you got to just kind of have faith in yourself and in your abilities and trust where you want to go is where you're going to go. Like the one quote, I was just looking at surfing quotes and it was like, well, I have it written down here. It's like, you can't ride the waves until you get past the fear of wiping out. And that's so easy. It's like in a surfing one oh one, but like, that's the exact comparison to what we're talking about is like, you can't be afraid of of what you don't know. You can only just trust in what you do know. I think that's like that's crazy, because we get so lost in like what we can control short term, like short term gratification, that we have no interest in putting ourselves in a situation to succeed instead and just hope for the best. Because that's actually what happens anyway. Right. Because at at the end of it, all that you can control is your reaction or your emotions towards the situation. Yeah. And even then, people will say. Well, you can't control your reaction to a situation and like not like instantly like I can't like leave here and like change every way I look at everything forever. But like I feel like like there's like a 
there's like a muscle like anything you can train to not react or or feed into certain thoughts so like i don't know i know like look looking into this like it goes both ways like can you control what you think or can you control how you react and like i'd argue yeah i just feel like it's a lot of work and maybe even maybe it's even not like controlling how you react but like like being able to like smell it out like you know that oh that's my wiring like i know that's how i i gotta not even put myself in that situation you know yeah but right then there you said it it's a lot of work and that's taking self-stock like i have to go i have to inner stand myself before i can outer stand myself but how often do we really want to have those conversations with ourselves or uh I guess what I'm trying to say is what starts to change and what I've noticed for myself is it's not that I don't have those reactions ever again. It's that, oh, oh, dumbass. You just realized in two seconds that you were just a dumbass. Last week, it took you six seconds to realize you were a dumbass. (laughs) So like... (laughs) You start to break that down, that barrier of how long it takes you to realize, like, what did I just do? Why did I just react that way? Oh, but if we don't have those conversations with ourselves, we just let the next song come on the radio, and then that next song gets me, oh, yeah. And then I drive five minutes down the road, and I totally forget that I ever lost my shit on some guy because I never had the awareness that I was even doing something. I just was mindlessly, basically moving through life. And that's what it all, I mean, fudge. That's all it comes down to is awareness. Yeah. And like, it's like hard to even really have any of these conversations because if it, it's all going to 100%, every single one of these things is going to stem back into some form of being conscious about what your actions are, which is just awareness. I think that kind of falls in line with our theme, overall theme from like, personal growth and understanding ourselves is, you know, there's this choice and programming that we have and we're, you know, actively trying to seek out, you know, where all of our buttons are and what buttons we need to add, what we need to take away and try and figure out, okay, what programs are serving me? What aren't serving me? And I think there's something that you guys were saying and I was like, man, that's tied together in a really good metaphor. Like when you wipe out, don't get mad at the water. Like <laughs> that's not going to help you. Yeah, It's not going to help you to get mad at the water and don't get frustrated when you get back up because then you're not having fun anymore. And there was something I was, uh, I found in here. Um, you, you guys already know that I keep tabs of like little journal stuff, but I found one on here that looked really interesting. And I was like, law of least effort. What is that? So I was taking notes. Um, I was taking notes earlier today and I was like, all right, I'm going to sidestep for a second. What's the law of least effort? Because that caught my attention. And I think this is the perfect place for it. I was going to save it for the end. Oh, fired up, dog. I like it. So it's under the economics of energy, law of least effort. I imagine that's some kind of a book. I took a note sometime. No one teaches you you should work joyfully. Nobody says you should be effortless or learning should be fun. Um, Why are you working so hard? You make yourself miserable in the process of working because you believe that working hard is the only way to accomplish anything. It's like, huh? Fudge, dude. Oh man, that's just oh, that's a zinger to me. So the one line says, freaking nobody, good, dude. Nobody says that love should be effortless. I missed that that line. I just did that this week too. I just like I just sit around and go, man. If all I do is focus on working really hard. Chances are I'm just going to run myself into the ground and then I'm not going to want to work at all. Like there's no like, God forbid, that's the interpretation to me, right? Like that, like maybe I'm just a human being and, you know, you kind of got to be like kind and loving to yourself and maybe you should just chill out a little bit sometimes or approach things in a different manner or any of that bullshit at all. Bingo, dog. You know, God forbid. Fudge, dude. Can I drink my own Kool-Aid on this one? Like, yeah. can I drink this Kool-Aid? Like, please. Sorry, you like, can't, dude. Goodness gracious. Like, I've, I, we work on this podcast, and whenever I'm not like, oh, shit, I got to get this, 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 and that done, all of a sudden, 
I sit down and I edit three episodes and I'm like, wait, that took me only six hours. That would have taken me six days. And I'm like, oh, I didn't, I wasn't stressed. I was just like, oh, this is a perfect time to just go tinker with some stuff. I'll do some work and then, oh, wait, six hours. I'm done with three episodes. Holy shit. Like, so those days, whenever I don't feel like those days, whenever I haven't thought about like oh i gotta get this 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 and that done oh the to-do list is adding up the to-do list is adding up oh, the days when i just roll into it like man some days those are way more productive than the days that you're like here's the to-do list have to get that done and i'm not s- sitting here saying that there isn't still room for that in your life because that's got to be there because that's going to build the discipline yeah. to even get you to be able to do the other stuff regularly you know, with consistency. You got to paddle to the wave. Yeah. Or you can ride it. I mean, if we're looking at this wave as just 100% being like our journey in life, if you really took it to a scientific level of energy and vibrations, like all we really are is just light waves. Like we're just... We are really waves just out here in this ether and we're a certain wavelength that allows us to be able to be seen at this visible spectrum to each other. And like, damn, so I'm already on a wave. It's not that like it's a wave of actually my journey as a human, but like it's a wave of just my experience as a soul too, like moving through the different atmospheres the different you know dimensions and whatnot there's just so much to it it's it's more than just who we are right here is as we've said before that mind body and spirit but if we're to take it to a place of you know being realistic oh what a bold word you know society is what society is and we experience what we experience so my question would be when do you guys think there might be a time when you need to band up as a fellowship and push back against a wave be that a common enemy or a common movement that you don't agree with or a radical movement that needs to potentially be suppressed before it becomes something bigger than what it should be like is there going to be times in your life when you actually think that there are going to be places where you have to push back against that wave not allow it not even try to ride it just like yeah i mean i think it's like it's part of being brave and not having the fear of it is is the whole battle there like um i don't know pushing back on a wave has gotten a surfer anywhere (laughs) i'm going to argue probably not but like as far as you know something being uh a tougher you know terrain than they might have imagined or you know the wave crashing sooner or whatever it may be regardless of the um the semantics that we've including surfing into this but yeah i think that yeah i mean you just have to be you you can I guess it probably just goes back into what you can control about yourself. Like what you control is like, you know, your, your intentions and like, you know, your beliefs in something. So, you know, you, you should have an idea of, of what you're trying to get out of any situation. And those should probably coincide with the beliefs that you hold true to. So like, I think that's just part of your way, but I think it's just like, it's still holding true to who you are. That That's the biggest thing in that situation is like, you know, if you're riding that wave, chances are you should just trust in, in, in what you bring the table in any situation and let that come out as opposed to really overthinking it or, you know, having to search for the identity. I think that like, you know, so I think like the go with the flow question was interesting to me. Like in two manners, like that can be interpreted different ways like you know like it's like go with the flow like what like you just give up all control so you're in control of nothing or is giving up all control actually like like controlling everything because like you're not controlling it 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 can be two different ways like if you're you're not really controlling things maybe you are controlling things like there's a there's a lot that goes into it 
as far as I'm concerned and kind of just juggling what that actually means. But what, what I can see as far as that would be like, you know, knowing who you are, staying true to it. And then I would argue like the, the ultimate freedom would probably be from giving up control and just knowing that like, Hey, I trust where this is taking me as long as I stay true to who I am. Yeah. What is, what comes across me side quest or not that feel authentic, feel true to myself, feel like, Oh, this might give me, this might add something to my life or what comes across that you're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not, I don't agree with this. And that, that comes down to the, the four agreements of making those decisions of, you know, stuff that comes across to you right then and there, you have to make that choice. As tit said, you have to have that discernment in that instance sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And boy, that's hard, dude. And there's a lot of rewiring there too. Like we can't like back to things we can't control where you came from, like where you brought up the circumstance to which from a very young age, all the way through, especially through formative years, like what was shown to you, I still think about how that affects me on a daily basis, whether it's like anything in life, like anything that could have happened along the way. It could have been a, a freaking basketball game when I was in sixth grade. It could have been literally anything. But um, it's interesting to see like how that wires you. So then you end up in habits that you feel like you don't have control of. But in all reality, like acknowledging them and trying to work to change them is something you can actually do. But um Again, acknowledging them is the first instance. I could drop like a really crazy like synchronicity that I had of like the way that I went f- through the flow of my life. It 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 connects a little bit more to next week's episode, um, and just an interesting topic that I had there. But I don't know. I'm gonna hold that one back. But. Uh, my thoughts are just when is it when is is there a time to build a dam like that we're not just talking about being a surfer on a wave but like we live on a beach and waves are constantly coming in and those are society's you know views that are being pushed onto us through social media uh through television through movies like when when do you think there's going to be a time to actually push back. Like, when do you think, man, I don't want to go dark. I don't want to go dark. But when do you think we're actually going to finally come together and be like band together for like, yo, we got to protect these kids. Like, when do you think like we're actually going to get together and riot in the streets and say like, we're taking down this shit as a group. Because we rioted for different races. We've rioted for homes. Like, when are we going to do some, like, rioting for, like, something that is every single person can get behind? That's what I'm saying of, like, when are we finally going to, as a collective consciousness throughout this world, finally maybe potentially make some dams? And like, were there dams that were built in the past in our history that we don't even fully respect or have gratitude for those dams? Like what? Like like a constitution. You know, I'm not going to sit here and fully argue that because that'll get all kind of different politics and stuff involved with people's views on that. But I'm just saying, like, as opposed to living in a country where there's a dictator versus here where fuck we're not really a democracy we're a republic but like i mean we have a lot more freedom in this situation and that's what i'm saying like so as long as we're like the majority that's pumping out all of the news to the rest of the world like, fuck, man. Like, when is society, is there going to be a time when the collective gets together and can band together for things that, you know, are all of us can agree upon? No. No, you don't think? No. Do you think there's always going to be no, like monetary value included in, in us being opposed against each other? There's just like, it'll, it'll never be 
especially the there, there's more ways to take in knowledge than ever and as, as much as people have influence and control that to get money out of then the answer is no like that's it's just greed greed will trump most of that unfortunately that's just the case and like and if there is any traction made on it it's because someone feels like they can make money off of it like that's just unfortunately anytime you try to pull people together under like a common instance it usually gets fucked over by money yeah every time so that right there makes me 100 percent believe in the fact that there are different densities that i can move through is as my soul body like that just run hundred percent tells me yeah. that because I don't agree with the way that things are here. I don't as a whole, as a collective, I just don't. And my views on this world, like I have some really crazy out there ideas that would rock some people's fucking socks that are thoughts that have come to my head that like, dude, I did not grow up with any connection to any of these esoteric or people who are studying consciousness or expanding your mind. Like I didn't grow up with family that were hippies that exposed me to any of this stuff. And like I had all these crazy ass thoughts through my twenties and that's where I was going with, I went with the flow and I fuck it. I'll tell the story. I went with the flow back when I was a freshman in college. I smoked weed for the first time and I got duped into it, but I was intelligent enough. I had so much awareness of what was happening in the situation, but I rolled with it. Let's say, you know what? What the hell? We're just, it feels right. That has led me down this crazy effing rabbit hole of having like, was it that I started? smoking weed throughout my 20s that led me on to having these different lucid dreams but people try to say that smoking marijuana like takes down your ability to have lucid dreams where the hell were these ideas coming into my head then yeah i mean i think that that's one thing i looked into too is like like you're not the author of your thoughts like it's just not true like if you were like to think your own thoughts then like you know, there's someone, there's someone else there. There's something else there. Like whether it's like, it just doesn't make any sense for you to like write your own thoughts. Cause how'd you think them? Like where'd they come from? It's just not, it doesn't seem like that rings true to me at least in the way that I think of things. I think all you can control is like when a thought enters your head or like the circumstance you find yourself in the environment around you, then like that's what leads to things entering your brain. But like, man, it does feel like there's like, I don't know if it's like, divide intervention or whatever like um like how you know they wrote the gospels or whatever it may be but it's like it does feel like there's by the the steps you take you're leading yourself down different paths to unlock different things that enter your mind or different gateways popping up or whatever it may be yeah yeah i don't know but i mean i it's interesting to think too you feel that way just because like it's just like you're right who's to say otherwise you know you you don't know that you know, you put yourself in a, in a situation, you know, you felt like it was right. And then it's like, man, I didn't really think this way before. So, like, if I had to pinpoint something, maybe it's that. But just interesting to hear because you, Bro, don't, we you, were you walking, really don't know. We were walking out. It was This was at Pitch Johnstown. We were walking out to this, like, cool, like, lot, like, field, grass field, okay? And I was with two kids, and these two kids were my dorm mates. And... We had a full white owl, like big guy that he was just smoking, like white grape, just like cigar, you know, just the big thick John. And I was like, dude, if you can smoke that whole thing before we get out to that grass field, I'll blaze down with you guys. And so I'm talking to the other homie. We're walking, blah, 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 blah. We turn back. He's got this. That's all that's left. Okay. And I'm like... Man, I'm not stupid. I know he didn't smoke that whole fucking thing. He's like, dude. Oh, uh, uh, uh. And he's been coughing the whole time that I was looking this way, right? And I'm like, no, 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 he didn't do that. Like, I didn't I didn't smoke a lot. Like, I didn't smoke a lot of cigars, like, yeah. throughout high school. So, like, I don't know, like, how quick you could really suck one of these suckers down, yeah. man. But I was like, nah, that's bullshit. So I ended up, yeah, I ended up blazing down with them because I was like, damn, dude, I'll give you credit. 
and I knew it was bullshit, but I blazed down with them. And that's when the first time when I just sat there and I was like, I was feeling the grass and I was just like, dude, I feel so much with nature. Why do I feel like, well, like I am right. a part of nature? Like I totally feel like I'm connected back to nature. Yeah. Like and at that age, I wasn't having conversations of like, my body is literally nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't having those thoughts. I didn't think about those kind of things. I was thinking about getting laid. Like how many girls was I going to bang like there, dude? Like as, honestly, like I was 20 years old. Like I was 18. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was 18, the next few dude. Hours. Yeah, like <laughs> No. But... What the hell? Like I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to drink a bunch of beer and I'm going to play some video games and then I'm going to go try to, I'm going to go try to get laid. That was what I was thinking about. Like, yeah, you, you, had, you can't fucking deny it. I feel like you had, <laughs> but like, even then you had like goals in mind. You had things you wanted to accomplish even at like the age of 20 or whatever. Like, all right, I want to, I'm going to go back and I'm going to go, you know, accomplish whatever dumb thing that encapsulated your mind at that point. But I think what I you, wanted to build. I wanted to build roller coasters. Okay, well, you didn't. What I'm trying to say is, if we're we run all the way back to like the present moment, and that's when you know I'm at my best. I think that like that's probably when you're sitting there feeling nature for the first. It's probably the you know first time in a long time, especially like a brain that's like fully developing or finally getting those final stages. You're like actually slowing down and actually like. Like the the harmonization of like, dude, like whatever it's, I don't know if there's some guy walking, you know, I, I always see these like depictions of like people's perfect mornings, like, oh, the window's open and the birds are chirping and the, there's a breeze and I made a cup of coffee and I'm very peaceful. Like that is like a perfect sign of harmonization to me. I don't know what the fuck that feels like. I have no <laughs> clue what it feels like to like be peaceful and open a window and I'm like, ah, it's. 6.45 in the morning, I am well rested, I am looking forward to the work day, there's coffee in my hand, a great opportunity for that is, that sounds great, but I have no clue what that feels like, but I feel like when you smoked pot for the first time, you may have felt something like that. <laughs> because that's what I imagine, that's what goes back to like the surfing instance of like, there's someone who's, you're just fully there like right then and there you are where your feet are like because you can't i mean especially in that like being stabilized like you have to just you have to be where you are yeah and if you're not you're going to get taken under yeah by what i don't know, I don't know. emotions feelings uh something shame i don't all kind of potential yeah. negativities that is what would arise like what else would arise other than that, because if you're aware of the situation and you're enjoying your present moment, then there's nothing else but peace in that situation, right? Yeah. I mean, but that's where I, that's where I'm throwing out that negative side of this. Of so we have that awareness that there's something out there that we don't agree upon. Like, well, fudge, dude. Like. I don't know. That's where I'm starting to dig into the esoteric thoughts of your ultimate situation here is to not impede another's free will. Like if you don't fuck with somebody else's free will, then your karma is clean. You have not messed with another person's opportunity to experience everything that there is for life. Yeah. You haven't expected anything out of them. You've just shown them love, understanding, and compassion. And that's what Christ consciousness is. Yeah. I that's mean, all that Buddha and Jesus and them were talking about. It only benefits you, too. Like, it only directly benefits you. Like, you would think that having some type of power over another person would benefit you, but it actually doesn't at all. It actually it may even take you even further down the hole, in my experience, at least. Like, allowing, like, the power of like, hey, like, or, or accepting like that that person doesn't have power over me no matter the situation, like that's more freeing than taking control of somebody in hopes that it gets you to a, a result you want. What if that's really what was all going on here in our world? 
that this wasn't some people who have all this money and power and that they are controlling our existence. What if it was that they were controlling the karmic cycle, which was ultimately locking your soul into this dimension that was continuing to make you reincarnate back here until you finally woke up to the understanding of the awareness of what free will and karma actually is that has now given you the opportunity of your soul to actually advance and grow here to allow yourself that opportunity to potentially connect back to that other version of yourself, that spirit version of yourself. That also supports that. um, I don't want to call it conspiracy, but conspiracy theory of what's that one um, accords or settings of meetings where supposedly I mean, we all know that people rewrite history, but the alleged instance of like gathering of nations and great world, not great, but world leaders to rewrite history and say, okay, this is everything we agree on. Is this what you have in your books? (laughs) Yeah, this is what I have in my books. Okay. That's what you have in your books. Okay. We all make this deal that this is what happened. And that kind of supports that theory that, you know, it's just making sure that people are perpetually stuck in this cycle. Um, but yeah, like it just keeps people working. And I think some of the people that might've been suspected in there, like the Rockefellers or I don't want to say the Carnegie's cause the Carnegie's done great things, but people like that, just world leaders getting together and agreeing, okay, let's make sure that we keep this structure set up and then we'll keep people cycled. We'll keep everybody rotating back and nobody gets out of the fence. See, I see those guys as I have nothing against them. They uh, they had generations where they learned, if we're all sitting down here and we're playing Monopoly, we talked about this, I think, last time. If we're all sitting here and we're continuously playing the same game, dude, someone's going to learn how to beat everybody at that game at some point in time. And until you learn yeah. the tricks of the trade of how that person became them, then it is that you're just you're gonna keep losing to them. Mm-hmm. So like everybody wants to cry the blues, but like if you want to play that game, bro, that game's out there. You've seen how many people have been able to do that, and if you think that that power system is the way that that power system is, then there's no reason to even give a shit about it. You go about yourself, and you work on yourself, yeah, and you do your thing. And you learn how to, how do I walk through life? See, this is my thing. And I had a big ass conversation with your brother this weekend that kind of actually, the conversation kind of chapped my ass a little bit. But regardless. My brother chapping someone's ass. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, man. He he once again, he once again made me feel like I've known the kid for 10 years and he once again made me feel like he thinks that I came from some life of having a silver spoon and that chaps my ass, man, because I did not come from, and I shouldn't get upset about that, but just, I know how hard I've worked to get to where I am. Yeah. And I know how hard my parents worked to even put us into any opportunity for me to even get to this place. And then I was at least honorable enough to go to school and play the game of society and make my parents be able to have those conversations with people and be like, my son's an engineer. Yeah. You know, of like, I don't know, man, like I wasn't born with that. Like I want to help people. I, but here's the thing. Wanting to help people is impeding their free will because you want them to be helpless. So wanting to help people is actually your hoping that there are people out there who are lower than you who you can bring up to your level like it's fucked that every single thing can be looked at as there's a potential like not a good way to look at it or a way that kind of impedes someone's free will and like that's a hard concept it's a concept that i'm I'm not even close to wrapping my head around or even beginning to really fully understand like how much that plays into 
this whole concept of consciousness and unconsciousness and your subconscious and just you. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's funny, even as a therapist, they ask in the beginning of like learning, you know, to therapists manipulate people and it's a trick question. The answer is yes. It's always yes. It's like you're getting people to do the things they should be doing and that they know they should be doing. And you're, if you're good at it, you're getting them to do it willingly. But there's always that, but you are manipulating them and you are getting them out of their way. Whether whether it's through psychoeducation, whether it's waiting for them to deal the cards and then you show them their own cards. There's always that manipulation, whether I still see it as a good thing, even if it's yeah, it's hard, but it, it, I agree with you. I agree with you. You're helping someone potentially advance. You're helping someone come to that next level. That's the concept. That to me is the, the Bodhisattva versus the Buddha. Like the Buddha's all for himself, enlightenment for himself, nirvana. I'm going to get it for myself. Where the Bodhisattva is all about, I'm going to make sure everybody else gets to the table and eats before I eat. I can eat at any point in time because I can take care of myself and I can make any meal I want, but I'm going to make sure everybody else eats first. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's like, what the hell is the human experience dog? Like, geez Louise, like there is so much to dig into. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to go back and forth on. And sometimes you can get to a place where you're just like, this is freaking me the fudge out. How many times have you said fudge? Twice. I thought it was three. It might be three. I like it. I gotta start saying fudge too. I like it. Yeah. It feels it feels kind of good. It, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like fudge. Yeah. yeah. I say that a lot. You know, I look around and I just go, ah. Fudge. I want some fudge. I feel like I need to say that more often because I really got comfortable with saying the F-bomb and I don't want to say the F-bomb so much in front of people because some people are pretty thrown off by that. Yeah. yeah. Some people really don't like it. Well, that's really their fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's... Right, that's once like, again... Like, that's my opinion. I, I never got that. Like, people are like, oh, swearing is a lack of intelligence. Do you really need to swear to get your point across? Yeah. Yeah, actually, I do. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, actually, actually oh, you know what? I like it. Yep. <laughs> I think now, is it excessive use of it too much? Of course. But is the proper use of it too much? Nah. No, I can nah. respect that. And I completely yeah. understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. Like, probably, it's like the same people who probably like still write in cursive. Like, why? <laughs> why do you do that? Is it no necessary for me to call you guys dogs all the time? Yeah. No. But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dogs? No. Yeah. Don't impose on my free will to say fudge whatever I'd like. Right. <laughs> but th that's exactly what I'm saying. So like, my, fuck, what actually, <laughs> what actually fucks with people's free will? That's what I'm trying to say. I knew I ask. could get them. I knew I could get them what to say it. What fudges <laughs> with people's free will, dog? Yeah. How many different things can you actually start to realize like, oh my goodness, I'm fucking with someone's free will. Yeah. You know, like, you know what really blew my mind was I stumbled upon the Monroe Institute today. Bro. Yeah, I don't know what Monroe. Bob Monroe, born in 1915, died in 1995. Okay. Homeboy made his, like, fortune in something that I'm going to forget. Oh, broadcasting. He made his fortune in broadcasting. And he had a near death experience where he died and had an outer body experience and OBE is what he started to call them and came back to life and basically talked about like how he had this crazy outer body experience when he like basically died and he started having these outer body experiences, but he wasn't someone who was trying to hunt them down. Like he wasn't me who ate nothing but raw fruit and friggin smoothies for a month to try to astral project himself was successful but tripped his balls off whenever he did it because i was just like what the hell did i just do like this homeboy didn't even try to hunt this stuff down 
And that stuff started to happen to him to where he went to all these different psychiatrists to ask him, like, am I going insane or am I sane? And they were like, no, all the questions that we would ask, like, you're down to earth. Like, you're here. Like, this kind of stuff just has been happening to people. And this is why I fuck with Bob Monroe the most, because they told him they were like, hey, a ton of these guys are coming out in. Uh, over in the East coming out as gurus of being able to connect to the other side and all that kind of stuff. Like you should go study with those guys. He laughed it off. <laughs> Not leaving the United States <laughs> to go over there to some place that I don't. So he laughed it off and he started the Monroe Institute thinking like, Oh, nobody's going to come out of nowhere to want to like start studying consciousness and all this kind of stuff. Dude, they're huge. Like massive. They just started releasing a podcast last year. Wow. And I'm like, started listening to it today. And I was like, dude, how the hell did I like stumble upon this? Like right now, like while our podcast is starting to like really take off for us as we start to like learn how to do all this and broadcast and share this kind yeah. of stuff and do it to a good quality level. Like yeah, contrary to popular belief by our humongous audience. <laughs> We, meaning Zach, do this all by ourselves. <laughs> by his self, I should say. <laughs> so I the thing that I liked about Bob Monroe the most was he said his concept on gurus were that at some in some essence that they were all some type of a con man. Of course. And I was like, Dog, I love that. <laughs> I yeah. was like, Dog! <laughs> I, I kind of agree. Like, yeah. In some instance, yeah. Like I've, I've, but it's like anything in life. Like you, like you, like it's, it's, it's transactional to them. You know, like it's like, like I'm gonna give you this, but like, what am I gonna get? You know, you can learn something from that, you know, person. But I, I just feel like, like there's always a, a what's in it for me type factor. Right. Because that's, that's a lot of interaction. How do I how do I play society or even make money to be able to go buy a plot of land and build a homestead and then be hidden in a corner in Wyoming? Yeah. How do I I have to play the game? At some point in time I have to play this game that was put in front of us and if I choose to keep walking out of the room and disassociate myself with the game, then am I robbing myself of the human experience or am I giving myself the opportunity to have an even greater human experience? Like you have to, you have to sit there and toy with that. And that was what I was talking with your brother about. I was like, dude, I, I had that hard place of like, I felt just as lost as I, I feel like you might feel like I didn't know. I don't know how to make money without, messing with someone's free will i don't know how to make money without potentially like something has to be transactional so what am i giving to somebody to actually truly get money back that is yeah. like all these things that we want in life are just a frequency it's just a vibration so money is no different money is just a frequency a vibration so if I'm able to tap in and connect with that frequency and that vibration, then money will flow to me. The currency of money will continue to flow to me whenever I need it. And people are like, that's some fucked up crazy shit. I'm like, but that's how this interesting world works. Like everything is different levels of, energy everything is different levels of frequency and if you tap into those you can tap into different parts of this wild vast experience so it's like okay so how do i tap into that oh well i have to break down my concept that money is bad because i think that all the people here who have money do bad things because they're the ones who keep oppressing all these people and keeping them consumers and stuck in this capitalistic society. So my view on money is if I collect more money, then I'm going to become bad just like those people. 
And I'm like, fuck, dog, break that shit down. You don't have to think like that. You can think money equals good. If you had money, you would be able to do good with it. But then, but then that crazy ass voice in the back of my head comes in and goes, but if you had money and you're hoping for people to be there to help, like, aren't you just hoping that there are going to be people that are hopeless or helpless? So I'm contradicting my whole concept. I'm like, literally, I'm hoping for money to be able to help people because I think that there are more helpless people than there are people who can help themselves. And if there's the helper, the helpless might be more helpless. So it's like, holy shit, like everything stems back. So where are those? And I love that book, dog, the four agreements. What are those agreements that you agree with? I just, I feel like it's so hard to finally get to a place where you can truly understand what your existence is, truly understand your purpose, and be okay with it. And accept that that's all that it is. Because if all there is is just, I have a purpose and I have an, I have an experience, then that just means that I don't have free will. So what do you believe in? Do you believe in that everything that's coming to you is random, which would argue that you truly do have free will. You have options to be able to pick decisions or do you believe that you have a purpose and you have an ultimate destiny here? That's where everything for me, just my thoughts stem back to faith and purpose. If you don't have one of these two or have not grasped one of these two or don't have some type of like desire to build one of those stronger, then that's a tough fucking place to be in. Because if I have nothing to believe in, whether that's, something that I can become, whether that's something that's more than this experience, whether that's something outside of who I am at this present moment, then what the fuck is the purpose of even continuing the journey? Yeah. But I think that's a lot of weight though for someone to carry. That's you're just saying that. I'm like, Oh shit. I need a purpose and I need all this or I'm not living a fruitful life. Like that's like, I'm like, damn bro. Like that is scary. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've like, seen your face. Yeah, your face yeah. has changed. Like, your aura has completely changed yeah, in like, this conversation. Yeah, you're like, oh, dude, I need a... I've been I, trying I, not I, to freak you the fuck out, but not, every time I keep talking, I keep oh, seeing no, you read, get more fucking... He read fucking... me wrong. No, you read me wrong. That might be the Lyme disease face. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, what I was... I actually wrote down a quote, another quote. I was looking at quotes about surfing, and uh, Timothy Leary wrote something about surfing and, and calling it like the destiny of man which was so cool because it, it just mentioned like all you have is like the future ahead. The past is exploding behind you. Your wake's disappearing. Your footprints in the sand are gone. It's, it's pretty much just a non-productive act that's done purely for the value of the dance itself. So I'm like, damn, that's freaking fudging sick, dude. That, yeah, that sounds great because in my opinion, yes, like there is purpose and there are beliefs and you do need to hold true to those. But I feel like the second you start putting too much weight into it, then you've lost the whole purpose anyway. The purpose is for there not just to be any purpose at all, because when you look back at the end of it, you're not going to give a shit at all. You hit the nail where I was going, dog. That makes me so happy. (laughs) Look how how happy happy. he is. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me so happy. That's it, dude. I don't need to say anything else. No, we can wrap it up, actually. Like... Well, I talk more sometimes is what I think. When we talk and I hear myself talk, you ever get on this podcast, Brandon, and you leave here after we record and you go, I should have just shut up for a minute, you know? <laughs> I don't think you do, but I definitely do. I'm like, damn, dude. Maybe you should just stop talking for a second. <laughs> sometimes I was like sitting back and hearing you guys. Yeah. I'm like, huh, this is yeah. kind of fun to watch. Like the, I wouldn't even call it a tennis match, but I just like to step back. <laughs> Especially when Zach and I think we have opposing thoughts and we actually just meet at the same place in two different manners anyway. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun to watch from the stands and just see it happening. I'm like, huh, 
I think this is going where I think it's going. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep, that's exactly where I thought it was going. We don't just realize we're in Brandon's couple therapy the entire time we're here. Right. So we hit the nail. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck you. I am actually trained in couples therapy. We, <laughs> we broke it down, dude. It's just about enjoying enjoying the experience. Yeah, so if this, this experience is this experience, I'm going to get another experience because yeah. we know, science knows, that there are no dead energy particles throughout the entire universe yeah that's a yeah it's It's transformed cat williams cat williams in his brand new cat williams in his brand new comedy show is called the dark matter tour and he's talking all about how what we know of our existence right here is only five percent of what we can see and there is 95 percent that we can't even see right now and we call that dark matter yeah but inside of that dark matter, there are no dead energy particles. So he goes, you know what, bitch? That means when you die, you don't die. <laughs> like, you go somewhere else. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't, dest- energy is, you can't destroy it. Yeah, it's the law of the yeah. conservation of energy. Yeah. It, it has, it can energy. only be transmuted. Right. Yeah. So that's what we all are sitting here like digging with like, what is a purpose? What is an existence? What is this? And what is that? And it's just like, why don't we just keep like doing this thing where we keep like learning about ourselves, but like enjoying like no the one, process of like. No one ever walked out yeah. to me at the at James' well, wedding. They didn't come up to you, especially you of all people and go, why are you dancing like that? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, dude. I'm just doing it. <laughs> you know, like why can't we all just be rolling down the street like yeah. night at the Roxbury? Well, that's just- it. Like, like that's like, like <laughs> you know who the biggest buzzkill of all time is? The person that looks at someone who's dancing and thinks that they look stupid for dancing. Oh, yeah. that's the Roasted. that's the worst person ever. Like, look how dumb that person. No. You're you're the big dummy, dude, and I've I've again. That's me. I've been in those shoes. Like, oh wow, you look so stupid right now. You know, no, you know who looks stupid right now? You for feeling that way about someone who has literally no effect on anything around you, other than the fact that you are a fucking stick in the mud. Yeah. How often does that happen in the morning when someone's in a really good mood and you're like, what the hell's his problem? Yeah, 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 exactly. Why are you not miserable just like me? Shows up at work and it's like that person's super happy and excited. Is like. What the hell? That used yeah. to be me in high school. I would be all perky seven in the morning. Everyone's just like, what the hell, Brandon? <laughs> By senior year, I was napping for that hour. Yeah. But this kid, this kid unconsciously just shells love. All right. This kid right yeah, here. I, I experienced this. He was sleeping on Sunday <laughs> and Trisha, Trisha was making uh breakfast i was like oh i gotta go wake up tit especially before yeah. i leave plus he needs to get down and eat some of his bacon so i go in i climb in bed right next to him and i tickle his face he literally instantaneously just reaches to come over and just like fully hug me and embrace me into him not wake up and look like who just touched my face like his reaction is just instantaneous i love you like oh, you need a God. hug God, you're lucky dude. you didn't get a kiss <laughs> I, was, I was getting prepared dude i was getting prepared for the forearm dog but yeah just I think what it comes down to is we just got to enjoy the wave, dude. Whatever that wave is, whatever that dance is at that moment, just enjoy it for what it is. Whether it's sometimes that's really hard. Sometimes that's really difficult, especially when you're in some situations where you're just like, I can't look at this. Like this is wait, why am I here? And you're just like, I mean, I personally can't remember any instances in my past lives yet because I have not successfully been able to remote view my past lives, which is something that I think would be really cool at some point in time to be able to potentially do. I mean, we joke about we joke about who I could have potentially been in my past life because of who I am now. Anastasia thinks that I was uh, I was um, a very good dancer in my past life, so. anyway um. but overall it just comes down to having that awareness and that understanding and oh man what a way to end the episode but uh 
What do you got to add here at the end, Tid, as we roll out to finalize this? I think uh, something that's related and not related is from environmental geology. All waves are are just circles. They go in, they come back out. It's just a circle. That's all a wave does. It goes one way, and it comes right back around. And then there is whatever number you want to attach to it. Millions within your little circle at the beach. There's just millions of circles that are passing and linking up. And they're just coming in, going out, coming in, going out. And, you know, you kind of just kind of literally go with that flow. Yeah. That's all I have to add to it. Yeah, what Teddy said. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. That was another installment of the Dismount Podcast. And today we had a discussion of go with the flow. Does the surfer ride the wave or control it? And as always, we had young Darius with us, the Derek. We had Brandon, the tit master. And we always say, don't trust us, trust yourself. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for watching. Bye. Don't hesitate to catch episode 17 releasing next week. Life's Dance with Karma. Is this some more woo-woo shit? Catch the video version of this podcast on YouTube. Catch the audio edition anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Take care. We'll see you out there.